Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. It's time. The most listened to show on SiriusXM. The show that will change radio forever. The show that everyone will be talking about. The show starring the most interesting man in the business. Is not this show. Instead, Mike Babchick and his friends are taking you on a trip through the week that was on Mad Dog Sports Radio. They're discussing the biggest stories with the hottest takes from the channel. The week is over, and this is Mike Babchick's Morning After. Morning after. Now, here is everyone's Morning After Regret, Mike Babchick. Okay, terrific, and welcome to Mike Patrick's Morning After, where we listen back to Mad Dog Sports Radio's best commentary of the week, all the gold on the biggest stories in sports and entertainment as Morning After continues to not take over the world, the buzz non-existent, the show critically crapped on the show, that will be the reason when I'm eventually fired, it will be because of... Morning after. Are you reading that? Yes, I am. <laughs> you know I am. I can't wow. remember all that crap. Uh, now you're guzzling down the programming all week long, so you're a little hungover. Next line. You're a little hungover on this early morning, but I got the perfect cure for you. It's not more cowbell. What is it, boys? Say it with me now. More clips. More clips. More clips. More clips. More clips. Yeah, one day we'll learn from the Pat McAfee crew and say that in unison. It has <laughs> plays a hell of yeah, a thing. Right? It's not as easy as it looks on Zoom. <laughs> now, we got you covered this hour. We're going to recap all the happenings of the past week on Mad Dog Sports Radio. So you let me, the lovable loser from Morning Men, the guy you know, and no, got you through the week that was on Channel 82. Yes, that's right. Eddie Erickson is always producer of Mad Dog Unleashed, who just alerted all of us here right before we started that he has a big crush on Miley Cyrus. He's very into her, and that would be the one that he cheats on his wife with. <laughs> what? That's not true. What a contemporary. Uh, you said it. What is wrong with you? You said it. What? What? Now you're ashamed? No, nah, you, you got to give it context. You said. said you pick her over others because she's more fun in bed. Why? Because you saw her on a wrecking ball. So you just assume you know what she's like in bed. Exactly. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably but still. <laughs> you take the 10 who's going to lay there like a dead fish over the five that's going to jump around and really inspire you. Tough crowd. Every day, all day. Every day, all day. <laughs> all right, Alex Hardy, the uh, producer of I don't know what show he's producing. Now, where are we now with nightcap uh i'm on the board until three in the morning and then you woke my ass up to do this show that's all i know excellent and jared moore the producer of morning after that's right jared moore who this week we had a big time producers meeting and in that meeting decided to yell and scream about when we're getting back in the building and said hey if they got a problem with all these people in the elevators why don't you tell those fat asses at nbc <laughs> not to ride the elevator but instead take the stairs let them walk no, no it's okay i'm fat so i'm allowed to fat <laughs> oh, is that it? Okay, and now it makes sense, because I said right away, Jared, will you be taking the stairs? And your answer was? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> he it. said, absolutely not. Let NBC do it. I'm going to take the elevator. All right. We have a lot to get to right here on this program as uh, Mad Dog Chris Russo and all the shows and all the hosts here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. We do such a great job covering the NFL. Obviously, the big recap on Monday. That's Doggy's big thing. In fact, nobody even knows who wins or loses these games until Mad Dog Chris Russo does his big box score bonanza at 5 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time. Nobody has any idea. We were, we were going to name no it. Clue. No clue. <laughs> Uh, who won? Uh, huh? Dun, dun, who won? Internet? Phone? Dax out for the year? Huh? I had no idea. It's only 4 o'clock on Monday. I gotta wait another hour. What? <laughs> I bet my life savings on a game, but I don't know who won until 24 hours later. Because I gotta wait for the dog recap. When you think about all the big games of the week, I don't know if the Giants and the Washington football team would be one of them. But Mad Dog Chris Russo <laughs> kept talking about that game over and over again. So let's play a little game. Let's answer the question, why is Doggy so into this? Why did Doggy on Mad Dog Unleash weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern time spend so much time on this game? And, of course, the botched two-point conversion that cost Washington the game. These two-point conversions now are becoming really uh, a major issue on gaming game-out basis <laughs> and how to handle the two-point <laughs> conversion. They got the charts. They got front office people doing the da- doing the math. And as a result, these the coaches dap. in the course of these games Math don't know the what to do. No, now, this is a scenario where it doesn't make any sense. If anybody was watching, and I don't know why you would, a game was a disaster. But if anybody well, why, was why watching you? that giant why were you watching it? game, yeah. the Washington team, they dominated the second half. They were the better team for the mm. last 30-something, 35, 34 minutes of that game. And with 33 to go, he decides to go for two, which which <laughs> I do not understand. And his argument is, well, you know, uh, if you want to win, you got to play to win. Well, that's be be smart. All right, be smart. <laughs> and in that scenario, you got to kick the extra point there. There is no need Riverboat to go for two with 36 seconds to go. I, I you know, if you're 0 and 8 and you're looking for your first win, you're looking to do something a little dramatic. I understand that. They are not in that situation. They are in a division that is winnable, and there Wait is just minute. no need in that spot, <laughs> especially when you know the Giants aren't going right. to score with 36 seconds to go. You're going to get the game into overtime. There's no need to go for that two there in that spot. Everything he's saying, yes, actually <laughs> is right. The Washington football team did have a chance they won that game to win that division. This no, is wait the a worst minute, division. Though. Wait a I mean, minute. This is the worst division in history of the NFL. I understand they're the worst division, and you might get a division winner out of that with seven wins. Six. Maybe Washington's five. The, they're not winning five or six. Come on. Dog. They play these teams twice, though, a year. So if you get that one win against the Giants. Now, why did Dog spend so much time on that game? What's the answer? The answer is that Dog plays a cartoonishly large bet on Washington football team. Yeah, you, I think you're close, Jared, but I'm going to guess the other way. That Dog put an insane amount of cash on the Giants. The Giants had a two and a half point spread. This guy wanted the game to go in oh. overtime, Jared. Will you pay attention? He wanted the game to go in overtime so the Giants could kick a field goal to win the game. That's what he wanted. Eddie Erickson, am I right or wrong? 100%. Eddie got hit twice on this one. He got hit in the pocket and he got hit for pride because he had this as one of his picks with Brent Musburger. Oh, no. So no. That, that, ah. that, that almost bothers him more than the cash. The cash is irrelevant at this point. Doesn't matter. <laughs> cash is irrelevant. Not going to change his life. Sounds nice. But being yeah. wrong yeah. with Must Brent be nice. again, that's embarrassing. Christopher <laughs> Mad Dog Russo is the only person in America that wanted that game to go to overtime. I think the fact we didn't get <laughs> no. the NFC, two <laughs> NFC East teams playing yeah. overtime football. I think that's a blessing for the rest of us. <laughs> I wanted more. Give me more. You want war? We'll give you war. He needed to win that bet in overtime because he wasn't going to win it right there at the end of regulation. So then he line up for two. Hey. Oh, you know how pissed off he must have been. Now, that also happened to be his birthday. Eddie, did you even reach out to uh, Mandel Chris Russo or did somebody, I don't know, by the name of Mike Babchick have to remind <laughs> you 
that it was his birthday. I mean, what a terrible job by you. Oh, I did an awful job. Did it ruin his birthday? Did the Giants not covering ruined his birthday? Yeah, it put him in a damper. Quiet. So, That's how my birthday's been. Quiet. Very quiet. quiet. Now, 61 ruined his birthday. You're 61, man. The doggy's getting old. Oh, you know, you're gosh. Looking, <laughs> that hourglass is ticking in the corner. You're looking at it going, I don't have many more years left. What am I doing here? Spending my days watching Giants football <laughs> betting alone. You almost sound happy that he's only got a few more years left. Yeah, I do sound a little... Uh, I You're almost too good. Yeah, oh, he's going to die doing. soon. This is, I mean, I love the guy at all, but I mean, he's, he's got you know, a couple more years on, of torturing me. me. And then I'll do that over. Oh. 61. Jeez. No, 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 no. There's no there's no doing that one over. Listen, 61 was a downer because 60 was such a great birthday for him. Oh. Remember, he planned his 60th birthday for a year. Uh. Took a whole bunch of friends to Scotland, the big golf trip, the, the private helicopter. Experience, that was the, the private, private helicopter. helicopter. So nothing's going to top 60. If he makes it to 70, maybe he'll top it. <laughs> if he makes it to 70. Now, what do you get this guy? Like, what does Jeannie get him for his birthday? I'm not even sure she said hello to him. To be honest, I don't know what's going on. Not a lot them. of talking going on in that house. <laughs> well, they are married. I've been married for 30 years. I could imagine that he stopped the talking with the wife. How about my lovely wife who went out there and when I came home on Friday, she had sex, uh, whatever that is. I'm sorry, my, she had what? She sacked him. Uh, well, what are you doing? Your car, your scrub, your, your, your things of the nets. What's the word? Where you do a good job with the car. Salmonize. She salmonized the car and cleaned it. I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> An oldie but a goodie. Honestly, though, what do you get people in his tax bracket for a birthday gift? Really, what can you do? You don't get him anything. No, I, I could only insult him. Exactly. It's like I remember <laughs> the time that we went to his house, he threw a party early on. I brought a $9.99 bottle of wine. $9.99. Oh, no. I got it at the supermarket. <laughs> it was cooking wine. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, I figure who gives a crap anyway? Because if I bought a $50 bottle of wine, he'd look at that like, what? You know, so you'd have to get a no, $1,000 the- bottle of wine. And let's have a cocktail, please. When I turn 61, I, I hope I get relations. If. And obviously by then I won't be with Beth anymore. But <laughs> no, I can't long gone. something. Long gone. You think Doggy and get a little happy time there uh, with uh, the 61st birthday? What do you think? Uh, next question. I have no <laughs> idea. Dog, Dog and I cover everything. That is the one area we, we don't do a lot of time talking about. He doesn't go, oh, man, well, what a night I had last night. No, it yeah. never comes up. Uh, it never comes up. Not to Cincinnati. Eddie going to Patriot Way. Next question. Eddie's only here, so he doesn't get fined. Now, on the Pat McAfee show with uh, Pat McAfee, that would be weekdays, uh, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time. Pat and the crew on Mad Dog Radio. <laughs> That's a good bark, Eddie. I've been working on it. You've been in training for that one. The guys over there talked about how bad the New York Jets have been, and perhaps Trevor Lawrence is going to be coming to town, the big quarterback out of Clemson, but maybe he brings somebody with him. Listen to this. Will Dabo go to New York? Here's Pat McAfee and the Pat McAfee crew. Could you imagine Dabo with that New York press? That'd be awesome. There's no way. Not a chance. There's no way Dabo wants to go to New York. He's living the dream. He's just pumping out winners down there. Yeah. He's on national TV every <laughs> single weekend. He gets interviews, obviously, for everything. His team and former players seem to love him where he's at. Now, they all say college coaching is exhausting because it's all year round. It never stops. I would assume with Clemson, it is a pretty busy job for recruiting because although you're on national TV and you win all the time, I assume that is both a gift and a curse when it comes
comes to recruiting because the amount of depth that you have. So getting players that are great to continue to come whenever you're five deep at every position, by the way. Clemson is Clemson's like five, six deep at yeah. every single position at this point. What did Rex Ryan say last year? I said, hey, Rex, Minnesota Gophers are going to row that boat right into college football playoff. That's what they're going to do. They're going to keep rowing the boat. They all bought in. Rex goes, they can row that boat right down to Clemson and get boat raced by 100 <laughs> or something like that. Like, everybody knows that. I don't know why Dabo would want to leave for New York. Slow down. Let <laughs> me get back, back. If he, he talks a little fast, he's got some great points, though. Dabo Sweeney is not going to New York. I mean, the whole thing is getting away from New York and the New York Jets. You want to hide from them, which is something we talked about on Morning Man with Evan Cohen and Mike Babchick as a former player suggested something for Tyler Lawrence. Who the hell's Tyler Lawrence? <laughs> oh, Trevor, who, my who is that? Oh my God. Who is that? Does, well, he have, does he have a younger brother coming up uh, in the uh, college circuit we don't know about? The Lawrence family oh, in the man, building. The Lawrence boys. And they're all named T. There's a theme here. All right, just listen to this. <laughs> See what uh, Roddy White said? He said that Trevor Lawrence should return for a senior year. Don't you think the Jets would then next year go 0-16 too? Like how long will Trevor Lawrence have to wait? So Jets will go 0-32. So then he becomes a six-year senior. Then they'll go 0-16 again. Then it goes to graduate school. Then he transfers. Master's degree. Trevor Lawrence is going to end up being a doctor to avoid being a Jet. He's going to end up going to medical school. He's going to keep going. He just has to outlast the Jets. We could be five years of them going 0-16. This will be the smartest guy in the world. Hey, it would be like the Van Wilder. Trevor Lawrence, you're still in school. You're 37. Well, isn't it time to – well, I'm not ready to move on yet. I'm still living with mom and dad, and I got a lot of schooling. I'm still paying back the loans. I think he's going to stay in school forever and become the smartest doctor in the world. All right, Dr. Lawrence, scalpel, please. That was the morning man with – Evan and Babs, weekday 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on Channel 82. And Eddie, you think that this guy will actually not leave and stay at Clemson just to, you know, avoid the Jets? I think he will come out, but I think he's going to tank the combine. I figure if he can uh. go there, maybe show up with a neck brace. <laughs> or maybe uh, with a knee brace or something yeah. that might look like an injury. All of a sudden, he can't throw the ball. You know, maybe he bombs on the wonderlick. The bench press <laughs> test isn't what it should be. Something just to put a little seed of doubt. Maybe he's not the first overall pick, and maybe the Jets pass. I like the idea of draft night. <laughs> he shows up in a full body cast. He's in a full body <laughs> cast, walking around, and people are carrying him like it's weekend at Bernie's. Total cast. The whole thing. Uh, what happened? A uh, skiing accident. But you live in South Carolina. You have to, like, fake the injury. You got to go Bobby the up. Brain Heenan. You got to prop the dude up. And with the whole neck brace and everything, wouldn't we all want to stay in college longer? Like Alex Hardy, I, I was, don't know. I was just like- about to say, Mike, like you riffing on Trevor Lawrence staying in college as long as possible is just you fantasizing about your dream. No, no, no. I'm not You're ready right. to work. I need to stay. Right. SUNY Albany, right. I, they need another 10 years of Mike Dodge. Well, I gave him six. I gave him six <laughs> years of my life. I was a six-year guy. Come on. You don't right. think this guy's I, I, got major perks at Clemson? Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence is not only like enjoying the college experience, he's the CEO out there, but he's also getting paid. The problem is that isn't he engaged? I'm not sure. You know what? Patrick (laughs) Mawah. Let's find out from Patrick Mawah weeknights on the wrap uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. Who's got more on the Jets and the weirdo head coach with the googly eyes, Adam Gaze. And maybe it'll tell us if Trevor Lawrence, yeah, while smart on the field, maybe dumb off. The Jets are 0 6, and people say fire Adam Gaze. You can't fire Adam Gaze. You're gay scene for Trevor.
Your next quarterback <laughs> is a dude who's gone 30 and 1. He's thrown 81 touchdowns and 13 interceptions as a three year starter. He's 6'6. He looks like an Adonis. He's got long flowing lettuce. He's 220 pounds. He runs like the wind. He's got perfect fundamentals. He's got a gun, and he's the best prospect since John Elway. That includes Andrew Luck. That includes Peyton Manning. Where's the hole? Speed plus plus. Arm strength plus plus. Mentality plus plus. Size plus plus plus. I mean, if you want to knock him for the hair, maybe the hair. If you want to knock his decision making because he got engaged at like 12. Uh, See? Okay, I'll agree with you there. (laughs) He got engaged at 12. So he is engaged. Maybe his eyes look like they're too far apart. He looks like an alien came down and had relations with a human, but then that baby came out with the eyeballs on each side of the head. I would agree with that. (laughs) The spacing, the hair, the engagement at 12. Didn't realize he was Amish. So you got that all in the mix. (laughs) You got to reach. So this guy is running the college football world and he's locked up what's this guy thinking why do these guys do this to themselves it's college we see it in every american pie movie you always break up when you're at the end of high school play the field in college what's this this guy thinking this is the long play on his part you keep it steady in college because he's got a lot else going on football big commitment clemson big time program so you know you have your steady there when you get drafted then you postpone the wedding (laughs) oh i like this idea trevor lawrence dumping his girl in a full body cast the night of the draft okay <laughs> with an eye patch and a walker <laughs> he, he needs that jets would still play him in a full body cast too that's the worst part you probably can't deter the jets from drafting <laughs> <laughs> i saw the jets doing something there was some video from their practice where they're practicing falling down i think we got that i think we're good yeah, there good i think we nailed the whole falling down do we need practice on that i just want to give every one of us a big pat on the back so far we've covered the nfl by talking giants washington and the jets <laughs> Yes. <laughs> hey, we got well, a lot of show left. What are we doing? Hey, man, this, this show's not for winners. This show's for losers. You know that. Now, how about Steve Torrey on Mad Dog <laughs> Daily weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Another big story this week as we continue the theme of talking about bad teams. Yeah, big one. Well, the Miami Dolphins, they're not really that bad. They're 3-3, three and three and they made a change. Obviously, now we're headed to Tua. Ryan Fitzpatrick hitting the bench. Tua. Now, how do you say his last name, Eddie? <laughs> Tugga, tug, 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 yeah, Tugga. 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 Yeah, I like the order of Tua. A tug of Viola. That's what I'd like. That's when Frank Viola gives you a tug. Now, I think Steve Torrey actually <laughs> says it correctly, but the way he says it is funny because, you know, anything he says is funny. Like he says, he say it phonetically. He had it spelt out on he a big says index like, card. Like, you know, uh, for the anniversary, <laughs> hopefully uh, go downtown on the wife with a little Tua Tunga Viola. That's what he basically wow. says. Let's see. Okay. Let's see how it goes. Steve Torrey, Mad Dog Daily, talking Tua. I did want to address some stuff regarding Tua Tunga Viola and the, um, the word that was leaked out um, yesterday yesterday that uh, the Dolphins were going to bench Ryan Fitzpatrick in spite of their being in the chase for the division huh. first place spot of the AFC East. I know it's only six weeks, but and leading the Dolphins to two straight wins. Big pause. Um, but in spite of Fitzpatrick's fine play and his strong statistics, hmm. he was going to be benched in favor of Tua Tungabailoa, the rookie quarterback out of Alabama. Quarterback of ribs. And there was certainly a lot of a lot of um, get Steve a water. Positive energy, but there's one guy that actually is not applauding the news, and that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. And we all thought that he was the good soldier; that he knew that it was the it was the job in waiting. To hear him say it broke his heart, but that is tough. I mean, I feel sorry for him, but I mean, I gotta be honest. Part of me does feel bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I get it, but he knew he was the placeholder. So you know, it, 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 this is the moment that the franchise has been waiting for. Oh! Yeah! Oh! Yes! Yes! Hey! 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 
was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then Pat McAfee cruised into that point by Steve Tory. Yeah. He sounded a little distracted there. <laughs> yeah. Was Bentley was Bentley in there bothering him. <laughs> Steve, you with me? Uh, Bentley licking his shoes uh, here. <laughs> Something was happening, but uh, Steve Torrey on the emotional side. You know, I feel for Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I understand <laughs> why he's upset. It is amazing that that was leaked out, and I guess that's how Fitzpatrick found out via the media. Did they do that with Torrey and Cannell? Imagine that. He didn't find out from management or anyway. He just went to the, do his shift, and there was another show on. <laughs> that would be the same thing, right? Torrey is the program director, so did Steve actually... Hey, Steve, uh, we're going to make a change. <laughs> what change are we making, Steve? Well, Steve, we're going to move you to Mad Dog Daily. At 6 p.m. Eastern time. Well, that's right, great, Steve. Steve. I can. I think that'll work for me, and I appreciate it. Nice of the time. And I feel for Ryan, but I don't feel for Ryan. And I don't know how to but feel. He, but he knew it was gonna happen. He knew it, but, but then he but didn't he was know surprised. it. But was he surprised on Mad Dog Daily? <laughs> But the Pat McAfee right. crew liked it. Are you done? Are you finished? Can I go? Yes, Steve. I know you're listening right now, and I'll get a text later. Oh, I was listening no. to your dopey little show, Michael. I love you, Steve. I love you like a son, <laughs> Steve. Can we just do that? Can we just crap all over the show, and then at the end of it say, we love you. All that, forgiven. That is the doggy way. You're terrible. You're awful. You're the worst, but I love you like a son, Steve, so it's all good now. We got a lot more to get to right here on Mike Babchick's Morning After As. We're going to hear from Mad Dog Chris Russo interrupting Steve Torrey. We're going to have the Shine 3 count how many adjectives. Adam Shine lays out when talking about the Cowboys and the age-old debate. The chicken or the egg? Which came first? That's all coming up next right here on Mike Babchick's Morning After. What a tease. Hi, this is Adam Shine. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I'll give you my passionate, hard-hitting takes every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all the sports, celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast with new episodes dropping on Tuesdays. You can listen to the podcast anytime with the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and with Stitcher. Welcome back to the show starring a man with less pride than anyone I know. And I know people. Mike Babchick's Morning After. Take it away, Babchick. Oh, yes. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio Channel 82 as we recap the week that was with everyone's uh, favorite little morning after regret. That's me, Mike Babchick, at Babchick on Twitter, and Eddie Erickson, the producer of Mad Dog Unleashed, and Alex Hardy, the producer of Nightcap, and then, of course, uh, Jared Moore here, the producer of Morning After. And Eddie Erickson each week takes a trip to Mad Dog Chris Russo's house to deliver him paper because he doesn't know how to print, so he gets his copy for the week. Any meals? or any meals served this week? No meals this week. This was a quick trip. I had to take him to go pick up his car. That's what I did. I drove him, <laughs> dropped him off at the gas station to pick up his car. He's getting the oil changed, where he became very angry at me when I suggested just getting a new car. You know, this is a man of great means, and he's driving a Lexus with 144,000 miles on it. I said, dog, why don't you just get yourself a new car? And he snapped at me. I don't want one! I don't want a new car! And I gotta worry about it. I gotta worry about it getting dinged up and broken into. This is a guy that lives in a neighborhood with that zero say- Lives in New Canaan. Dinged up and broken. He does what he's going to get in the supermarket parking lot. Well, he doesn't travel anywhere. Where's he going to get dinged up? It gets stolen in my neighborhood where my closest neighbor is 30 minutes away. Uh, a guy with his wealth, once you hit 100,000 miles on a car, get a new car. Get a new car. It should be automatic. But it is funny. Uh, Eddie and Dog uh, starring in uh, Driving Mr. Doggy around the town there. 
Did he sit in the back and you sat in the front? I'm one step <laughs> away from being a chauffeur. Now he sat right in the front seat, told me I'm a slob because I had a couple of things on the seat. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Somebody's Go calling my house. Taco Bell receipts. Beth, answer the phone. Beth, answer the phone. We take calls on morning after, so, I mean, that's good. I missed it, though. Uh, my wife's going to get it. All right, now, how about Mad Dog Chris Russo? Yes, he's working from home, and something happened where Dog disappeared. Steve Torrey was doing the update and just had to keep on going and talked and talked and talked until Dog reappeared. Listen to Torrey with some breaking news about the Dallas Cowboys. Now we have some dissension issues uh, with the Cowboys, which has been reported today by Jane Slater of NFL Network and released some information regarding some uh, anonymous players who basically trashed the whole situation and the whole coaching staff. All right, so Doggy's back. Are you back, Christopher? Are you good? Yes, I do. Yes, okay. I am, Stevie. <laughs> yes, uh, I do. One thing about this <laughs> cowboy thing, how yes, do we I know? Do. Well, I, do. I gotta trust. How do I know that this person knows what's going on? I mean, who is she talking to? Or he, oh she, or to, uh, how do we he, know this? She, well, she, well I mean, they, she, she tweeted uh, out the information. Uh, she works uh, for NFL uh, Network. and she, Does she uh, give some names? Uh, anonymous sources. Okay. So I know okay. until we don't, we don't, okay. so we got a couple okay. of players who might be annoyed yeah. and they, we don't know who the players are. It can't be Zeke Elliott after two fumbles. It's not going to be Andy. Yeah, Dalton. It might be CD, CD, CD lambs a rookie. He's not going to say anything. Oh, we're Who's running out talking? of players. Do we have name. any idea? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, not, making Mike McCall- <laughs> I'm, Mike, I'm not making Mike McCarthy out to be Tom Landry. But, I mean, geez, who is doing the talking? I don't have names. I can read you the tweet if you're interested. These might be fringe players. It's hard to read it. They could be. They can talk about dissension all they want. What does it mean exactly? I mean, I don't know what it means. It's not like you're going to fire the head coach, (laughs) and Jones will be stubborn about it. He won't get rid of them, and he's loyal to his head coaches. They last a long time. Look at Jason Garrett. He lasted forever. I mean, they last a long time there. You know, Wade Phillips lasted forever. So I don't know what it exactly means when I hear about dissension. So what? They got dissension. Live with it. Yeah. Well, uh, you got yeah, 60 guys. It, but I mean, here's the, yeah. Well, true. But the bottom line is the team's <laughs> awful. And then, then, then what? Well, so is the rest mean, of the division. The yeah. Giants stink. The Cowboy, well, the Eagles well, stink. Exactly. And the Washington well, stinks. So, yeah, I mean, we all, relax, one of them is going to be 7 and 9 to make the playoffs. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I tell you, I think you're going to have a tough time getting this. I think, Chris, I honestly think this is the worst division since the merger. I really do. All right. Do. 6 and 10. Bottom yeah. line is somebody's going to make the playoffs out of that division. Yeah. And they're going to host a playoff game, which is, uh, which is absolutely ridiculous. But it is what it is. Anyway. Anyway, that was. Steve Torrey telling Mandel Chris Russo he's had enough. Anyway, I'm uh, done. I've had enough here. I've already filled I'm in done. long enough. I, you know, try to save your ass as you disappeared. And then, yeah, I've had enough. Right, Steve? So right now, I got no power in my house. My phone's got 17%. I'm sweating my ass off, and I think I've had enough. I told you he had enough. Mad Dog, are you with us now? Yeah, I do. I am. <laughs> I do, and I am. Yes, I do. He didn't ask you, will you marry me? I do. I do, and I am. That's not what he was asking. He was asking, are you there? I do. Eddie, does Dog think he knows this team better than anybody else? Why can't he, he believe this? How many times have you, over the years, did we used to hear him say, a little birdie told me. Yeah. But now, all of a sudden, that's not good enough for a very accredited NFL reporter who has sources, people are talking to her, but that's not good enough. But, what now does he, he wants know? names. Put what your name know? to it. What, what, what is he, know? he asking? Is he asking, like, somebody publish a book or carve it in stone? or If it's a fringe player, then a, a disgruntled locker room doesn't count. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> Unless it's one of your your marquee players, then it doesn't count. Ah, uh, what is what does he know? What does she know? What do they know? What do they all know? Ah, uh, listen, well, I, I can't take it seriously. It's just the punter and the kicker and the corners and the safety <laughs> and the offensive line and the defensive, and the defensive line coordinator. and the quarterback and the running back and the wide receiver and the defensive coordinators and the head coach and the GM and the owner. 
but I can't take that seriously. Because who's, who's, who's saying it? Who's saying it? Come on right now. Say that to me. Say that to anybody. Say it to somebody. No, it's just, I mean, I mean, you can't take Say that it seriously. Somebody. It's just the entire team. All right, now, Morning Man, we talked about this Jerry Jones thing. And did he start this culture? Is he the reason why? Or is it the players? And that really does go to the old... What came first, the chicken or the egg? And that's what we broke down. Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, Morning Men, weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Ooh. time. Let's be clear. It's the same stuff under McCarthy as it was under Garrett. So it's got to be somewhat of the players. And you're saying, no, 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 no. It's just what's allowed and what's almost encouraged yep. in that place. So exactly. no coach is ever going to have control as long as that kind of culture or that kind of mentality is there. Now, we also, I skipped over something very quickly here, the age-old question. What did come first, the chicken or the egg? It has to be the egg well then who laid the egg <sighs> obviously it didn't come out of a chicken so you're saying it's another animal well who then laid so the egg for that animal i don't know i don't <laughs> somehow some way an egg appeared and then the chicken came out i think some other the animal egg. somehow some way pooped out a, an egg that came out of chicken you're cousin, saying that nobody thing? until this point realized what animal would poop out a chicken egg <laughs> well, why did we get here? Somebody I have put no us idea. here. We came out of a tree. Well, came out of, of the earth. earth. How did they get there? Right. What did they do? Did they take the Metro North? Did they take the puddle jumper? They rented a helicopter and they went to Scotland first. But the how? Egg was cre- I don't know. Some sort of factory. So, but like somewhere. with the chicken and egg thing with the Cowboys, we actually figured out what came first. It's Jerry Jones came first. Is Jerry Jones the egg that gave birth to all the chickens? And they are a bunch of chickens. Or was he the first ever chicken? To lay the egg, that is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, there it is uh, with the morning man with Evan and Babs. And the big question is that I'm going to answer right now. What did come first, the chicken or the egg? And I would say I do. (laughs) do. That's the big question. That's going to. I'm dumber for having listened to that. Oh, well, yeah, we're all dumber for listening to you. But how did we arrive on this planet? Yeah, we'll figure out evolution here in this segment. <laughs> Life's okay. biggest question. We're gonna yeah, do that on an episode of Morning After Segment Two. Yeah, we'll knock that out right now. But first, we gotta go to an Adam Shine clip. A shout out sports uh, weekdays, nine a.m. to noon Eastern time, right here on Channel Eighty Two. And maybe Shine is an answer for the chicken or the egg, and and how we're here on this planet. Can you imagine Shine as God? Like imagine Shine created God. <laughs> like, on this day, I give you water, and then trees, and then mountains. He did it all in threes. He created the earth in threes. He created the earth in threes. That's what he did. I give you the sun, the atmosphere, the stars. I created man and then a woman and then a snake. On Wednesday, I created the animals. On Thursday, I created the people. And on Friday, I created football. On a football Friday, Adam and Eve. Let's go. Oh, good. We're creating planet delusional here. Thursday was a complete dumpster fire. What a joke. <laughs> Couldn't even get it right. What a God. Let's do it again manana. And then rest Saturday. Let's hear from Shine talking about the Cowboys in a very calm, non-over-the-top way, reacting to the Cowboys and their struggles this year. Oh, no. A grotesque, oh, no. pathetic display right off the bat. of quote-unquote football or whatever the hell that was. It was football. By the Dallas was it Cowboys. Rugby? A sheer embarrassment a slop fest a gigantic disaster (laughs) yet again shine three the dallas cowboys got rocked they got shredded (laughs) they got dismantled rocked and shredded dismantled this was a complete and utter fiasco there it is for the dallas cowboys top to bottom 
Blame <laughs> Jerry. Blame Stephen Jones. Blame Mike McCarthy. Stop. Blame Zeke. Oh, no. Blame Andy Dalton. <laughs> blame the, the stop offensive sign. line. No. Blame the defense. Blame anyone and everyone blame associated with the Dallas Cowboys. Throw me in. They were disinterested. They were terrible. I mean, where it's do only you two. want to start with this hot garbage? Zeke I feel like you've Cowboys already started. Last night. Killed him. I mean, <laughs> took him out back and, and just shot him to death. Blame Zeke. Oh my God. How about this offensive line? The Dallas Cowboys offensive right, let's count. line let's count here. resembles a, a turnstile at the subway Wait. in New York City. It is banged up. Okay. It is beleaguered. beleaguered. It is a hot mess okay well that's three it's <laughs> that's the shine three, three there yeah. shine three it's always in uh the cadence of threes and it happens every single time it was a failure it was a catastrophe it was, it was a, a disaster, disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and then pause not to be too picky but the man should either retake the sats or pick up a thesaurus he was disaster twice he was hot mess i think three times he's gotta he's gotta diversify the verbiage everyone it was devastating it was horrible it was devastating. <laughs> Wait, John, you, you already used that one. I did? All right, let me try again. It was pathetic. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. <laughs> if More. you've ever seen the notes that Shine scribbles down on his giant notepad, why would it's I amazing see that? he can actually read it. Now, why would yeah, I see that? Seen How that. would I get that? What do you think? I went to an auction and I said, oh, yeah, I'm trying to bid on Shine's notes. <laughs> I want no. Nobody saw that. You're the only one. I want to hear Shine say from the top to the bottom. You know where my mind goes. You like the wife better on top or on the, the bottom? I like her in the kitchen making dinner. How's that? Because I can't get a decent meal here. <laughs> I don't she, get either, she, man. She tried to she tried to kill me with shrimp the other night. Oh gosh. I don't want to go through that. Oh no, no, Bethany, I, I hope she's on top. As in uh, top of the roof. I have a leak. I need her to repair. I got her do some roof work. Now, this week on Morning Man with Evan Cohen and uh, Mike Babchick. That's right. That's me. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time. I had a little phone with the doggy there. Is after a teacher called into Mad Dog Chris Russo and said that he was actually teaching with dogisms and as dog. We had a little fun and put dog in the classroom. That's right. It's time to go to Mad Dog University. Do you know who said four score and seven years ago? You got to know this. Mikey, you got to know that. Mikey, do you know? No, I don't know, Mr. Russo. Well, how do you not know that? That's I'm a sorry. Terrible job by you. I'm sorry, and I, I didn't get a chance to finish the uh, 1912 book about uh, the year 1912. I sorry, Mike. Mike, how are you a student? Well, I mean, Mike, you have to go to school. They kind of make you. Who was the last? It. Who was the last American introduced in the World War? Oh, was uh, it Bob Skaronsik? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you getting cute here. You're getting cute. You who revolutionized <laughs> the Revolutionary War? Is that uh, George Washington? It was James Harden. Daryl Morey oh. said. <laughs> he only teaches the past. Nothing about the present. Doesn't matter. It's 8.30. The kid walks into school all, all the time. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you today? Nice to have you with us. Have you with us. <laughs> it is History 101 here on the 22nd day of October 2020. All right, here's your two-way uh, history talk telephone number. Um, excuse me, Mr. Russo. Uh -huh. uh, yes. Yes, Tim. Uh -huh. My name's Tom. Go ahead. Uh, why do we need to call you? You're standing in the room with us. It's a two-way talk telephone number. You got to call me. But you're standing right here. Ah, that's tough to take. Get on a landline. But I'm in person. Right What's here. this now? Uh, Eddie will fix that. Eddie will fix that. Who's Eddie? What do you mean? <laughs> uh, that's a terrible job screening the calls. I'm raising my hand. 
What are you, what are you talking yeah, about, you son? Uh, there, there you go. And Eddie couldn't book uh, George Washington if his life depended on it. Gee whiz. I mean, you know, Eddie, Abraham Lincoln, 505. Uh, Mr. Russo, class is over at 3. You got to put Abraham Lincoln in the 505 <laughs> slot. Riley was there. Riley who? Riley who? Oh, gee whiz. Gee, I'll tell uh, you. That's tough to take. 3 o'clock. Everyone's leaving. He's doing his monologue. <laughs> Where y'all going? Where are you going? I have a monologue to get to. The box well, scores do, in well, an hour. Well, do the history now because Phil will give you the math later, and then Brent will give you some science. So we got to get the history in now, and then that's how we'll operate today. Let's go. He's doing pics of Brent. Wait, but we're supposed to learn math. <laughs> there it is. A doggy to wow. teach you there. Oh, Captain right. Mike, um, Captain. Captain Mike, you think he's standing on a desk, Alex Hardy? Is that what you're saying? Either standing on a desk or stand and deliver. Mad Dog Russo is the teacher America needs. Oh, and Eddie, if uh, you were in, still in school like Trevor Lawrence, and it would be there forever. <laughs> and Dog's your professor. Are you inspired? I can see Dog somewhere out on a desk or taking the class outside, wearing a powdered wig. In old presidential attire, teaching a yeah. class. If I showed up and that was my professor, I would instantly go to the bursar's office and try to get a refund or change classes immediately. But you know the guy. I mean, wouldn't you be able to figure out a way to, like, butter him up to get extra credit? Like, if I'm a student, first day, I'm raising my hand. Professor Russo, the 70 uh, Portland Trailblazers, nobody talks about. I mean, really, no one's busy. That's it, you get an A. That's brilliant. That's exactly what we're looking for in this class. Teaching geography now. How did you get there? How did you get there? Bursar's office. I mean, what the hell is that? Who calls it that? Who <laughs> calls it that? What is that? You, you gonna get I don't know. Back? Who remembers that, though? <laughs> Who remembers that? All right. Uh, how about uh, Steve Torrey? That's Mad Dog's uh, best buddy in the world there. Yeah, he's doing Mad Dog Daily, and he got an interesting phone call from, uh, well, let's hear. The foul father, Yukon Al. Hello, Al. Why are you not taking care of your guys more, Steve? I mean, Who's that? I'm the one, I'm the one yes, who's Steve. paying for Babs' head. I paid $100 for Babs to get head. What about you? Would it kill you, Steve, to give Babs more head? I mean, well, how, how do you know? How do you know that I haven't? Uh, it would be my question. I, I don't know. What? But on really? Note, on another yeah. note, before I part, you know, I know your best buds with Tom Petty. What did you end up getting him for his seventieth birthday? I'll take your comments off air. Good one, Al. That's great. Appreciate that as always. Yes, uh, the late Tom Petty, the late great Tom Petty. And once again, UConn Al with a fantastic contribution to the program. And Al, thank you so much. (laughs) I just love at the end, and thank you for the call, which is Steve Torrey's way of saying, hey, man, I didn't realize that I was about to answer a question about Babchick getting head. And, of course, the head he's referring to is the head that he paid for, $100, that lived at City Field for every single Mets game this year, the Babchick head that was not on television once. Not one single time because hundred dollars put you in left field. You also gotta love the timely Tom Petty reference, uh, referencing a guy who died four years ago. <laughs> I love that part. Tom Petty lives forever. All right, we got a lot more to get to right here on Mike Babchick's morning after as Mad Dog Chris Russo might be the only one, but the only one about what? That's what, what oh yeah. We're gonna find out next. Coming up right here on Mike Babchick's morning after. Hey everyone, this is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After. You think your hangover's bad now? (laughs) It's about to get a whole lot worse. Here's Mike Babchick. 
Oh, yes. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio uh, Channel 82 as we recap the week that was with everyone's favorite Morning After Regret. That's me, Mike Babchick. Then you got Eddie Erickson, the producer of Mad Dog Unleashed. Alex Hardy, the producer now of Nightcap uh, for now. And Jared Moore, the producer of Morning After, which, of course, is the biggest for now in the business. Now, how about uh, Russo? You know, after a big weekend of sports with the baseball and the Game 7 of the Dodgers and the Braves, Mad Dog Chris Russo, his biggest theme of the week was Joe Buck calling a football game instead of a baseball game. That's right. (laughs) Listen to this. (laughs) To blow off a seventh game, a series that you've been there for six, to go to a football game, that I can't take. That I'm, Somebody should get mad. I, I'm really bothered by this. And the funny thing is, I think I'm the only one in baseball who cares. Yes, God, if I'm Manford, yeah. I am yeah. going yes. nuts. Guys, you're going to embarrass me with the NFL, and you're going to take your league guy off my baseball game, game seven, to throw him on Packers Bucks, and I got to bring a guy, we got to bring a different guy in there. I look like a horse's ass. And you are the only one. Who cares? You are the only one who cares. You're the only one who cares. <laughs> Doesn't he say that in his big open? He's right. I Am mean, I Eddie, the only one who cares? Yes! Yeah, you are. Does anybody care that Joe no. Buck wasn't calling that baseball game? You could have called the game. You would have had the same audience. It's game it seven. Matter. So instead, they had Joe Stone. At least his name is Joe. I mean, it's all Joe? the same. Right? Was jo- Joe Davis. Or Joe Davis. <laughs> exactly my point. Joe Stone. Yeah, leave I, no I Joe Stone unturned. I need to take a moment here. I think now in the end of October, with Mad Dog finally finding issue with Rob Manfred's job as commissioner, now everyone, everyone <laughs> has something to say about criticizing Rob Manfred. Russo was the lone holdout, and he finally struck a nerve. With Manfred's ability to control Joe Buck's schedule. Yeah, think, That's where Russo jumped the shark. You think Rob's worried <laughs> yeah. about Joe Buck's travel schedule? By the way, Joe Stone, great crabs. Great crabs there by <laughs> Joe Stone. Now, the Dodgers are in the World Series, taking on the Rays. World Series, hot and heavy right now. And JT the Brick from Brick and Knight, he's a big baseball fan who, for whatever reason, is refusing to celebrate this World Series. Hey, Still? JT, you got nothing going on. Just enjoy it, all right? Just enjoy it. So here he is talking about the World Series on Brick and Night, weeknights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Does anybody want to go to sports anymore? Is everybody just quitting? I'm on all over the country tonight. I got Dodger fans who are millionaires listening to this show. Millionaires. millionaires. Wow. Who can buy a ticket on Southwest Airline and be in Arlington tomorrow. They get an $89 Southwest. hotel room, $100 ticket, and go to the World they Series. The, plane. the ticket's available. People don't want to go. I'm shocked by this. They're open for business down there in Arlington. Globe Life is a brand new stadium. Now, I would be a hypocrite because I told you I think there's an asterisk this year. So I said it's an asterisk yeah, year. you said that. But if the Yankees win the World times. Series and it was Friday or Saturday and I didn't have a game, I was working Sunday. I mean, I'd call up Judge Tory. I might go with Tory. Me, Babs, and Tory might just get a wow. three-pack what a and fly in there yes. and get a room. You know, I'd get my own room, Babs. I'd, you know, Babs get his own room. No, <laughs> the no. judge get his own room, and Why we'd be at laughing? the bar at the bottom of the bottom of the elevator with our masks on. If you're a Dodger fan, don't you want to go to the World Series if there's seats available in that monstrosity of a brand new building? And the Dodgers are going to win this thing. <laughs> the monstrosity. It's not that much bigger than any other ballpark. This monstrosity. But why is he laughing when it comes down to me getting my own room? What, what is he because saying? Because he probably had second thoughts about sharing a room with you. So what is he saying? That I want to no. share a room with Steve Torrey? That I want to share a room with JT the Brick? Or that I'm going to bring in some uh, working woman from the street? I mean, is that, that what he's saying? He knows the cheapness of Babchick. There's no chance you're going into your own pocket for a room when there's other spaces available. Yeah. How many times at the Super Bowl did you crash on a floor so you could stay an extra night? 
Come on. Yeah, I slept in a bed with Steve Torrey. They kicked me out of my hotel room, and then exactly. it, was, it was me and Steve in bed together, but we were head to toe. The genitalia lined up, but we were definitely head to toe. <laughs> I just assumed assumed like a little puppy dog. You slept in a curled up in a ball at his feet. No, no, seriously. We put the pillow in between because, you know, when you sleep with another dude, you got to put the pillow in between. (laughs) Yeah, the boner buffer. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a double B. So we put the BB, the (laughs) boner. Well, that's what it was. I'm not familiar with this. (laughs) Oh, no. They'll tell you, mine was so strong. I actually, I popped through it to the other side. I actually, I stuck my head out of the other side. Of course you did. It's like a beaver coming out of a hole. Yeah, I still was able to poke a little bit. And JT, if you're down, let's go. We'll go to the World Series. We'll watch game six or seven. And we'll have a boner buffer in the bed. Sounds like a plan. Now, how about uh, Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee show uh, weekdays, uh, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time. He was reacting to some breaking news about Odell Beckham Jr. this week. Listen to this. LSU is banning Odell Beckham Jr. from its facilities for two years. Holy hell. <laughs> that so came funny. out of nowhere. All right. After he gave out $2,000 worth of $100 bills at last year's national championship <laughs> versus Clemson. So, <laughs> that LSU team is going to need Odell around for recruiting purposes. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get back to where they were there with Joey Burrow. That team has lost their identity. So it's going to take them a couple years to build back, but it's also going to take some recruiting without Odell Beckham Jr. there. Will they be able to recruit the way that they have in the past? Because I think he was pretty hands-on with the operation. If you listen to like Justin Jefferson talk about Jarvis and Odell and helping out the wide receiver room down there, is that a big deal or not? And now it is factual that that was not fake hundreds, (laughs) which was the original story coming out that it was fake money. I mean, Why what is funny you? about that, man? You know, you know I, what's funny about it? You want to know what's funny? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. All right, now, Morton, man. <laughs> no, LSU. LSU had their head basketball coach on tape taking money. Yeah, and he's still funny. the coach. That was awesome. Yeah, wiretap on tape, the whole thing. Still got a job. How is that possible? Again, I got some other breaking news here about LSU. Jamarcus Russell was uh, banned from the program for a year for eating all the hamburgers at the buffet. That was awesome. Wow. <laughs> uh, now, another LSU guy, John Wall. Did he go to LSU? No. I think he went to Georgetown. No. No. <laughs> no. He went to Maryland. I think you're wrong again. What? This week he was swinging a miss. Strike three. This week he was making the rounds on the media, the Washington Wizard uh, star. And something happened during the interview that you got here. We're going to hear from this John Wall interview on ESPN and listen closely because he's doing something else. Who in the NBA is Kentucky, the biggest like the NFL Kentucky. trash talking person that you like Kentucky. to go Kentucky. at when the Cowboys are playing? I don't know, to be honest, man, because everybody got different teams and it's a lot of Cowboys fans. So a lot of people switch teams when the players switch. So they don't really got a legit team like I do. Right, yeah, the Cowboys. Cowboys are currently in first place in the NFC East and can have a pretty commanding lead with a win tonight. But be honest, John, how much have you enjoyed seeing the Eagles and also the Washington football team and also the Giants stumble out of the gate so far this season? Repeat that question, please. I'm sorry. How much have you enjoyed watching the other NFC East teams stumble out of the gate so far this season? Oh, it's been great. I mean, for us, we had a tough schedule early on, so it's been great. So I'm happy that... We get opportunity now to kind of get some games where we're not playing against some of the best teams, and we kind of find a way to win. But it's going to be tough without Dak. Mm-hmm. But I think we have the right piece. That wasn't I mean, a Mark Cooper, Zeke, Ceedee Lamb, the way he's playing. <laughs> All right. So Michael the Gallagher. entire time that John Wall of the Washington Wizards, he's playing cards with someone, and that's, that's right. why he says four. That's why he totally just made up the answer. Right, what do you think about Dak Prescott? 
Well, I think, you know, this year the Lakers did a tremendous job, you know, being the heat in the bubble. They really did. And, uh, you know, four. Well, John, just to follow up on that here, uh, you're a mm. huge Cowboys fan. Historically, you know, do you look at Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman as the best group of three that we've seen in this sport? Well, you know, for me, Lamar Jackson is a tremendous quarterback. Yeah, he's not up there with Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, when he runs around, he takes over the game. Obviously going to be a starter for years to come. John, let me ask you the obligatory NBA question. You are an NBA player. You and Bradley Beal, obviously, at one point were very good next to each other with the Wizards. Four. You got hurt. Um, I'm sorry? You you played four together? You, you need a, Dave, s- Davis Bertans, you don't think could play, play four for you? I'm sorry. What's that? How do you expect you and uh, Bradley Beal ah! to play together this year? I won that hand. Oh, well, you know, it, well, Ryan Tannehill's a tremendous, you know, to answer <laughs> your question, he's a great quarterback. <laughs> I mean, and, like, you know, I thought, I would, hey, Tennessee Titans, what are you doing signing him? But obviously, I was totally what? wrong. <laughs> Six. (laughs) (laughs) There was the morning man, Evan Cohen and Mike Babchick weekdays at 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time. Yes, Jared. I was going to do shtick here if you want to give me a second. Well, take, well, what do you mean? Well, how much time are we do you need? mentally prepared? All right, everybody, it's no. open mic night as uh, we have uh, no. from New Jersey, uh, Jared hole. Moore. At the Chuckle Hut. Give it up for Jared Moore. Give it up, everybody. Here we go, Jared Moore. Yeah, right, I, Jared I, Moore. I really enjoy the White Castle value menu. I think it's pretty good. And uh, uh, I'm sorry, what were you talking about? I was busy <laughs> playing a game here. And that was Jared Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Jared Moore. I mean, can't all be winners, all right? We can't all be winners. All right, now it's time for my favorite moment of the week, the dog mess of the week. And uh, this week, dog was uh, talking about outer space. Ty Tone, how are you today, buddy? Hey, Christopher, which movie did you dislike the most? Mars or Tom Hanks talking to a volleyball on a deserted island? No, I, I, you know, I, didn't, I love the ending of the... Uh-huh. Um, uh, of Castaway, uh, the last forty minutes when it gets back to uh, Houston, I absolutely That's the love. That's the likes. Um, you know, uh, you know when he Houston. goes on that street, <laughs> he delivers that FedEx package, and he's trying to figure out which yep. direction he should go in his life. I love that. I didn't like the Sandra Bullock one either, uh, who got lost in space <laughs> there, and she figured out a way to get home. Yeah, with Clooney. When they do good movies about people getting Spoiler lost in alert. space. The movie cannot end with them in space. They're going to make it back to Earth, all right? And I thought the Mars movie and the Sarah Bullock movie, I could not take. Enough of these movies with Americans being stationed on the moon or in Mars, and I got to figure out a way to get back down to Earth. Enough of that. (laughs) So, I mean, he always wants the uh, happy ending. But isn't it great sometimes where, you know, I don't know, things don't work out? I mean, just leave them there. Yeah, just leave them. Bruce Willis didn't come back from the uh, asteroid. That'd be pretty predictable if every single time they came home. Sometimes you want the bad guy to win. Sometimes you don't want Sandra Bullock. Oh, no, sorry. Wait a minute. Sarah Bullock, I should say, right? Sarah Bullock. It's amazing that he got it right to begin with. He got Sandra Bullock, and then he called right, her Sarah. they got it wrong. That's fascinating right there. You're right. You know what? That's a great... He got it right the first time. It's usually Sandra, the opposite. And then he gets into Sarah. <laughs> he thought he got it wrong. He got her in the same sentence. How yeah. Sandra and Sarah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Tom- and also amazing is Dog's big uh, declarative statement of the week. You know, we all love Dick. Uh, not all of us. I mean, not, not every single person. Mm. Some don't. Wait, you don't love We're Dick Enberg? Do no, I mean, oh, Dick Enberg. I love Dick Enberg. Are you kidding me? Mm. Dick Vitale. I love Dick Vitale. Mm. Steve Torrey, I think we did a pretty good job this week. Right, Steve? This is Steve Torrey coming at you here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. <laughs> yes, coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's coming at you. Oh, yes. Another episode of Mike Babchick's Morning After in the books for Eddie yeah. Erickson. What's
What's that, Eddie? Thank God. Oh, Eddie Erickson <laughs> and Alex Hardy, the producer of whatever show, and Jared Moore. And for Jared Moore, Jared, you got the final word. One word to describe today's episode. Can I go now? <laughs> he never gets it right. It's it's always more than one word, but maybe one week he will. Until next time, hit me up on Twitter, at Babchick, for what you want to hear on Mike Babchick's Morning After. It's time to get my weekend. This was Mike Babchick's Morning After. Now, time to put your head down and start the walk of shame. Talk to you next time, if there is next time.